Hello, good people, and welcome to the Brunswick Beer Collective. This is this is episode eight, and it's the last stop on our USA trip. Uh, obviously, last week we were in Texas, and that was that was with me wandering around with um, everyone else trying to remember what they did in Texas um, a few years early in Austin. So, but this time we're in California, and California is. California is kind of Paul's domain, because uh, when uh, while um we only uh, well while me and Emily stopped there for like you know five hours, um and that was only for LA airport, which I did uh, I did um find, actually no I mostly drank um I mostly drank Lagunitas at um um the, the airport because that was the only thing I could find, but Paul you went on a whole crazy adventure through Cal- uh, through LA. I did. And sorry, I should just say, I'm Chris Jordan. With me is Jeffrey Chi. Uh, good evening. With me is Paul Christoph. Howdy. Now you can talk. All right. So, yes, LA. So, obviously been to LA once before. Really, really liked it. So I thought I'd spend a few days there. Yeah, a mixture of, um, from the beer side at least, there's a mixture of old favorites and new places that I had not been to before. Right. So, how, um, can I just ask how you decided? How did you decide which ones you're going to? What, was it the standard um, scattergun approach with a Google Maps thing that we use? Um, no, so LA, so so yeah, I guess LA and New York, you know, two cities where there's a bit of pre-planning. But I suppose it's also easier because you know we do get a lot of Californian beers mm. proximity in Australia, so you kind of. Gives you a head start from knowing a lot of the, the breweries already. So, yeah, I had a fair idea of what I wanted to go to. So, I mean, the first, so my first day there was um, pretty much jumped right into it, landed, got to the Airbnb, then went to a place called Sunset Beer, which is only a, which is conveniently only a two minute walk from my Airbnb. <laughs> Which is, I think that I, I think um, any any brewery crawl should be planned based on how close the breweries are to your Airbnb. Yeah, I think that's very important. And Sunset Beer is fantastic. Jeff and I went there. Yeah, a few last years time. ago. Yep. So, um, so close to Dodger Stadium, in the heart of Echo Park, and you know right. near all the lots of lots of restaurants and right. bars and cafes and things. Really cool part of town. Does it have a particular claim to fame, or is it? Like... Um, it's just got a. Um, you can tell the ed- the area has become more gentrified than when we were there because when we were there, it still seemed a little. Um, there was a, like a security guard posted at the front. There was no security yeah, guard that's now. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay, they don't need a security guard anymore. <laughs> Gentrification has continued. <laughs> but um, that, that's a quite odd observation. But yeah, so that's sort of like a strip mall, as pretty much everything is in LA, really. Mm-hmm. Um, at least outside downtown, but. Yeah, it's a um, bottle shop. So the bottle shop is open quite a, like, has quite long opening hours, like a regular shop. And then there's a bar section, which opens a bit later. And they're sort of, so the bar has, I think it's like 12 taps. Which is kind of low. Oh. Yeah, but then <laughs> but then you can buy from the bottle shop. And, um, I mean, that's, yeah. That, that's all, that, I mean, even Beer Mash has more taps than that. <laughs> So, yeah, it's, it's just cool. And they've also, funny enough, as because um, Lauren was with us when we were there a few years ago, and they actually have a decent wine selection. Like, not, not in numbers. I think there was only, I think it was two reds and two whites. Mm. 
a lot of craft beer bars don't. No. And they're two two good reds and two good whites. So yeah, if you have a um, if you're a beer drinker, you've got someone that you know is going to be doesn't like coming to beer places with you because they love wine. Mm. If you take or them to can't sun- drink beer, uh-huh. or can't or just can't drink beer, take them to Sunset Beer and. Um, so it's a, it's a brewery or just no, just a bottle shop, bottle shop. and bar. But yeah, always good stuff and always new releases coming in every week. So really fast rotating selection. So yeah, started there. Um, then it was, that was late at night. So pretty much just had dinner and that was it. Um, next day, next day, da, 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 bit of walking around, sightseeing. So I had my two friends down from Portland, Oregon, and they'd actually never been to LA before. From memory, that's Portland, Chris. That's Portland, Chris. And he's, um, yeah, obviously lesser Chris. Yeah. <laughs> The original Chris, I would say. I'm not going to get into this debate. I am not getting into this Chris? debate. Also not getting into this debate. <laughs> no, like a Chris of many names. <laughs> Continue. It's so, too upsetting. Um, it's like a Groundhog Day, you know. <laughs> I, am, I said, I'm a Chris. I'm not the Chris. <laughs> so maybe you're the Chris and he's mm. many no. Chris's, but you're the Chris. God, this is getting confusing. Um, yes. Maybe none of us are Chris. Maybe none of us. Maybe we are all Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel like this is another podcast waiting to happen. Back to you. Anyway, uh, yes. So I was also acting as a bit of a um, tourist guide. So, yeah, we saw a few sites and things. But the first proper brewery that, well, not, well, it is a brewery, was uh, Modern Times. The Dankness Dojo. It, it, it wasn't a... What do you mean it wasn't? Well, I was going to say it's not a brewery because their original brewery, you know, their main brewery is in San Diego. Ah. But they actually do brew beers at all their... Maybe not all, but at several of their brew pubs, they also brew beers. Mm. Okay. And they do a thing which is great, which we've often said a lot of breweries don't do, is there are beers that are brewed especially at the mm. brew pubs. Yeah. For, for, yeah, the brew pub. pub. And they may occasionally hit the other venues, but, yeah. I, I wonder if, hypothetically, um, uh, do, uh, what do you reckon? Do they train the staff up to um, be able to brew beer or do they employ a brewer for that particular spot or or do they um, have, like, um, a brewer that comes down from head office and does the brew in there um, then leaves it in the tank for a bit? No, they must have a brewer. You would think so. Yeah. I see why their brewers would um, mm. train, yeah, mm. another brewer right. in the modern times way. <laughs> Not sure. But yeah, the Dankness Dojo. So each, each one of their venues has a different, you know, funky sounding name. So I have again on the trip with Jeff a few years ago. We have been to the modern times brewery in San Diego. But the Dankness Dojo at least is, um, wasn't in LA when I was there three years ago. Um, very cool venue, um, just filled with like this this comic, really interesting comic, and you're trying to read it, and it's artwork, and you go to the toilets, and there's this plaster of this comic, and you're trying to figure out what's going on, but the pages are all over the place. And I actually asked one of the guys um, by the bar, I said, is this, like, is this a work that's been done for you? He's like, oh, no, it's actually some French comic or something, some sci-fi thing. It's really weird. Wait, wait, the like pages on the wall yeah. or the whole painted so, wall? No, the pages all over the wall. So you're, like trying, cool. so you're trying to read it. You're like, I, wonder, I don't want, I want to actually read this. And the pages are out of order, so you don't know what's going on. <laughs> anyway, and anyway, so interestingly, um, their menu is um, 100% plant-based, so it's fully vegan. 
the food menu, um, which is the food. I didn't eat there, but the food actually did look pretty good. And yeah, like the venue enough that I actually went there. It was the last venue I went. No, it wasn't Sunset Beer. It was there. I actually did the reverse. Sunset Beer was the first venue I went to. Modern Times was the second. Sunset Beer was the last venue I went to on the trip. Modern Times was the second last. Right. But, so, um, so, so it's essentially like, um, uh, you know, you're um, tracing, tracing back your steps. Yeah. But uh, just a real, the, from a beer selection point of view, fantastic beers. Like you've got all the core range stuff, then you've got seasonal stuff, then you've got limited stuff. Everything is available. And, um, you can choose mm. from a selected flight or make your own flight. No issues. And the tap lift rotates that. When we went there the second time, there were several beers, even on the special limited section that weren't there when we were there a few days ago. Um, yeah, could have easily stayed there um, all day. Really cool spot. I'm. Uh, I don't get to. Um, uh, well, I, I, I don't get to LA very much, mostly because of the fact that um, I use. I'm usually in LA. Um, in the airport, flying somewhere else. But uh, uh, more uh, the more stories I hear about them, I'm like, I wouldn't mind stopping there just for. I do feel like I need a map. And yeah, yeah, probably someone to drive me. It's maybe big. a chauffeur. It's big. It's spread out. I haven't said that. I mean, if you hang around Silver Lake, Echo Park, Arts District, downtown, Chinatown, that kind of strip, mm-hmm. it's all quite compact around there. Which is this trip was very focused around those sort of sections. So I didn't hit anything that you'd consider, you know, touristy, I guess. So where'd you go next? Um, next, um, some food, grilled tacos, so down to the Arts District. Mm-hmm. Then interestingly, we'll walk into Arts District Brewing and walk past a distillery called the Spirit Guild. I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. So we popped in and they were packing, packing boxes full of bottles and... The guy's like, you open? He's like, oh, yeah, we're kind of, ah, uh, but we're just, you know, no one's really around. It's like, the, well, it was 3.42 p.m. Um, Lazy. And uh, he's like, but wait a minute. I think he went around the back and this woman comes out. And she's like, oh, hi, I'm so-and-so, the head distiller. And she was telling us about all the like, things she's doing and the interesting flavors that she's trying to incorporate and like trying to do like local, kind of like Los Angeles, basically foraging around like Los Angeles and, Ah, botanical stuff interesting yeah. botanicals for the gins and they did like vodkas and stuff and yeah she was really interesting had loads of like stories about kind of the scene and how she kind of got into it and stuff and it was it was a really cool spot um, so yeah the spirit guild and then went to Arts District Brewing which um, not to be confused with collective arts no <laughs> which is in <laughs> Toronto um, and yeah that was that, that was that was cool um, that's that's fine it's um, interesting. Like, no, it's fine. That so, arts district. <laughs> Nothing's good is ever fine. Yeah, like arts district brewing and Angel City Brewery. They're both close to each other, and I'd say they're both visually spectacular. They're both big spaces. Like arts district, you go there. They've got they've got pinball machines. It's really it's busy. It's got a great atmosphere. Big outdoor section. It's just really cool spot. Beers themselves, it's like they're. They're fine. Mm. Uh, you know, they're 3.5. It's, it's like CBGB uh, in yeah. Texas. And Angel City, similar thing. Big space, really cool artwork. Um, it's partially an art gallery as well. But again, the beers, yeah, they're fine. Mumford Brewing we went to. So that was a place that I wanted to go to when I was there last time, but it was shut um, on that day. Thankfully, it was not shut on this day. 
and Mumford Brewing, yeah, did some really good stuff. So, um, the, the brewery of the Mumford and Sons. Mumford and Sons, not the Sons, um, it's the Fathers. And, 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 oh, so that they, everyone still wears a um, like a, a waistcoat yeah. vest. Yeah, yep, that's the one. Makes sense. Everyone gets banjos. But um, yeah, Mumford Brewing, really, really cool spot. Um, IPAs are sort of their focus, and yeah, highly recommended. Not at all like the other spots. This is more just a sort of simple room with, you know, white floors and polished concrete tiles and a bunch of long tables. But their beers are fantastic. Then literally went next door to a place called Escondite, which I stumbled upon three years ago. And it's maybe my favorite bar in LA. It's kind of a dive, bit of a dive. It, it, not, not kind, it is a dive bar. That it's just cool. Like I've got a good craft beer selection, good sp- any kind of drink, good wine selection, good spirit selection. But it's a proper like dive bar feel. It's really cool atmosphere. Does it feel like a real dive bar? Does it feel like a, um like a manufactured dive bar? Um, feels like a feels. Yeah, it doesn't feel manufactured. But yeah. Because I, I always you know I I mean I love Heartbreaker in the city, but I always feel like it doesn't. Uh, I don't stick to the floor enough to feel like it's a proper dive bar. I don't know, yeah. man. The floor's pretty sticky. Yeah. Mm. The Escondite, the Escondite, okay, to explain what the Escondite, the Escondite is the kind of venue that the people that own Heartbreaker would have walked into and said before they'd opened Heartbreaker and been like, we need to open this in Melbourne. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very I cool like venue. So yeah, that was, that was that day. Uh, next day, actually explored Koreatown. So I went to some, had some amazing Korean food. Then um, found a place called Beer Belly. So this was a bit of a Google Map thing. So pretty much working from, walking from one food venue to another food venue. And I was like, yeah, is there any craft beer out here? Huh, beer Belly, cool. Let's go there. Was um, it Korean? Mm. Um, was not a Korean. It was probably one of the few non-Korean places on that, um, on that strip. But um, they happen to have an Alvarado Street tap takeover. Well, hang on, hang on. I, I've heard about Alvarado Street. What is it? Uh, sorry, no, not Alvarado Street. Um, I may say that because I'm looking at my stories and I'm seeing the Alvarado Street can. So they do, yeah, just really, their hazy beers are really popular. So I had one of their beers in cans called Contains No Juice, which is a very juicy beer they have. So, haha, uh-huh, ironic name. <laughs> but they, it was Jay Wakefield. Okay, I have no idea what that is. So, Jay Wakefield is um, a Miami based brewery, or Florida at least. I'm pretty sure Miami. They are very highly, rega- uh, highly regarded. They're quite known for their stouts, which is where my little Fraser, who, who, who <laughs> brews stouts in Miami, who drinks stouts in Miami comes from. Oh. Because they're just, you know, weather. Uh, mm. You don't think that. But they, yeah, had a Jay Wakefield take. I was like, ooh, this could be, um, this could be interesting. And um, sure enough, I got um, this one that was very special. Here, where is it? Da, 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 da. This is Paul looking through his notes. Yep, trying to find it, trying to find it. Still looking. Still yeah, I, I'm still looking. Orange Dreamsicle. Orange Dreamsicle? Interestingly, yeah. A Berliner Weiss brewed with oranges and vanillas. 
Can't me out for that, but it sounds yeah. cool. So they do. So they do. So Dream School is there. I think. I think it's like their core range. Funnily enough, I didn't check in the beer. You know when you check in a beer, and you're sure you checked in the beer. Mm, mm. So then it all goes pear shaped when you realize. So yeah. No, so not at all. I had a beer with dragon fruit. It was it was a dream. I'm pretty sure yeah. it was Dreamsicle. I'm pretty sure it was a dragon fruit and something else Dreamsicle. What was it? The boot Bruce? No. no. <laughs> um, the color was amazing. It was bright. Um, like, yep, yeah, there it is. DF. DFPF. Yep, our world famous dragon fruit passion fruit Florida Weiss, rated number one Berliner Weiss in the world by RateBeer.com and takes the number two spot in the world by BeerAdvocate.com. Holy crap. So I'm going to check that in now because I know I had it <laughs> and I know I gave it a 4.75 because I rated it higher than the Orange Dreamsicle and I did say that was probably the one of the best sour beers I've ever had in my life. Wow. But I wasn't willing to give it a five and maybe, I don't think I checked it as DFPF so I'm guessing mm. they're instead of doing the whole merge duplicates, they've done mm. the thing mm. where they've just cleared off a bunch of... Uh, no, beer is a complicated world. But yeah, it was... Um, it was fantastic. It was, yeah, great. So yeah. Anyway, that was that. Then go back to my old uh, Google timeline, duh, duh, duh. Okay. which is frozen. So <laughs> I can't tell you anything that's going on there. But no, oh, what do you mean? Right, so, so that's a good. That's a good. That's a good story. Anyway, you can. We can ask me some other questions that aren't me just um, going through. So, so what was the highlight of LA? Beer-wise, mm. the highlight of LA was probably that Orange Dreamsicle because that was fantastic. Yeah. Even though it wasn't actually from California. No, <laughs> but um, it has to be modern times. Mm. That's a um, that's a great venue. Just uh, if yeah, it's so sort of people say if there's only one venue you could go to, but it would be modern times. I went to did go to um ba 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 McKellar. God, McKellar are fucking everywhere. And, that, and, that, and that's the thing. So I went to McKellar and it's just around the corner from Modern Times or a couple of blocks away and it's like, it's it's good. Like it's McKellar, it's good. But you're like, I had a tasting, shared a tasting paddle with my friend and I'm like, we should just go back to Modern Times. Mm. Not even knowing that they, there was enough that was good and interesting on the beer, not even knowing that they'd rotated their taps. Mm. It was like, there's enough on, there was enough on that list that wanted to try that. It it's wasn't worth seeming a bit more exciting than staying at McKellar. At McKellar. Right. Which is um which, uh, which is a bit sad, but in saying that, you know, it's at modern times know their know their audience, I suppose. And they know where they are. Yeah. So that's good. And um another one I've just had just really interesting. Um close to Sunset Beer was um in was um in Echo Park was uh, Sage. It's a Again, LA, it's that, um, the whole, you know, it's a plant-based brewery and eatery. So I didn't eat food and I left it to last because I was like, eh, do I want to go to like, you know, a vegan brewery? But I thought, you yeah, know, don't be an idiot. Like, that's just close-minded. Um, check it out. And I went there and, yeah, like, really interesting person behind the bar. And there was some cool people at the bar that I started chatting to and the beers were fantastic. So... Um, the head brewer actually works with the head chef and like the head chef will get some seasonal ingredients to cook some dishes with and then the brewer will be like, oh, okay, I've got that. I can mm. maybe make a beer using this interesting ingredient and they'll sort of like forage mm. together and stuff. And You can see how this adds up. Yeah, yeah they, yeah, some fantastic beers. Um, can't, can't speak for what the food's like. It seems to be popular. The food menu looked good. But um, 
the beers were yeah really good. So, I think on that note, we should actually drink some beers. And we are on to our first beer, and I'll admit we've been sipping this for most of the episode, um, but this is one that Paul brought back, and it fits with the whole, well, how much we see, we all seem to love modern times. It is the Monsters Park. It's a imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels, of course, uh, with Mexican hot the Mexican hot chocolate edition. Um, it's from modern times, obviously. Uh, most notably, it has in really big letters, this beer is vegan, uh, which I didn't, I didn't even think that was like, that was like a thing that you'd put on your cans. I didn't think people cared that much. How um, funny though. Good point. Does um, mean, and it's a good point. I mean, if, cause that's one of those things, like probably a lot of beers are vegan mm. just by default. I mean, if, if it is, you may as well stick it on there. Yeah, no, it's true. It's like, it's like the whole double dry hop thing. Yeah, you know, we always kept complaining that everyone, people double dry hop beers all the time, but they never put it on their labels or advertise it. But you know, people like that shit. So this is it's fourteen point two percent, and it's an imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels with cinnamon, cocoa nibs, chilies, and vanilla added. The Mexican hot, not the Mexican. There's the Mexican hot chocolate. Yeah, yeah. But, you said four point two. Um. Uh, 14.2 okay. It's 2019 edition Ah, uh, 2019 So, uh, first impressions, people Or 18th impressions I really like it Like, yeah, it's like, you know it Smells full on, tastes full on Yeah, it's mm. really, really Really complex, but yeah with, with Delicious your, with, with your super chilli palate, can you even taste the chilli in it? Not really, but like, no, no you can't. <laughs> like, it's, 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 it's there, but it's, 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 it's subtle, which is kind of what you want in most chilli beers. You don't really want sort of full-on chilli flavour anyway. Yeah. yeah. The Velvet Sledgehammer sort of taste. That's, that's the one. Um, Paul, first impressions? Yeah, I mean, I've had this before, but, um, and I, on tap, and I loved it. And uh, it's no, no surprise that's kind of my, that is my favourite profile. So give me a, give me a bourbon barrel aged stout with <laughs> with chili with those Mexican kind of mm. chocolate vanilla yeah, cinnamon flavors in it. That's it's a brascas a brascas. Yeah, territory. that's exactly the flavors I'm going for. It's mm. a very nice beer. Uh, yeah, uh, same uh, same with me. First impression is um, it's just uh, uh, you can taste that fire of the chili, but it's not overwhelming. And yeah, I w- wish we had more cans of it. Um, it's definitely the case. So what are people saying about it? Uh, Victor D at Wildflower Park. Where is that? Curious. Um, Beaumont, California. Um, intense and full-flavoured, complex. I get all the adjuncts. Cinnamon, chilli, chocolate and vanilla with a little heat, but goes down smooth. 4.75. Yeah, go nailed it. There's a Rick G here who seems to have some uh, deficiency with his taste buds. Uh, not a beer for summer. Smooth. The chilies overpowered and made the beer hot. Poured half of it out. Three stars. Ooh. Uh, you know. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I mean, even if you didn't like it, it, it would be tough to call this a sink pour. Yeah. Alexi B. Um, location undisclosed. Purchased at Cana Wine Merchants. Super rich, smooth, and spicy. Perfectly balanced despite the strong flavors. Bourbon really shines as the backdrop. Four point seven five. 
Wow, two point uh, two four point seven fives. Um, uh, what else have we got here? Uh, what else have we got? Um, Shady at Shady's. <laughs> I guess that's his house. Awesome. <laughs> Should have ordered more. Four point seven five. Uh, Randy K. Ton of cinnamon and decadent chocolate on the nose. Booze and cinnamon on first sip. Mexican hot chocolate comes as it warms. Four point five out of five. Mm. Donald at the uh, Modern Times Lomaland Fermentorium. <laughs> yes. Like I said, all their names have those sort of... Uh, the fer- all, the, all the venues have those sort of names about them. Classic Fermentorium. <laughs> yep. I'd drink more stouts if they weren't so damn filling. 4.75. I, I know this fits with the whole, um, you know, you only drink dark beers in winter, but I'm happy that we're drinking this in the middle of winter. Yeah. But I think that's why I, f- I found funny with them, even the beers, like some Modern Times, when those... Beers came to Australia about a month ago or two months ago. Everyone was really excited. <laughs> when you hear it, and everyone yeah. was really oh yeah, and everyone was really exciting, excited about them. Mm. And then you look at the list of what came, and it was like just the core range stuff. Mm. You know, look, they're they're good beers, but like yeah, we can get we can get stuff that's as good as that core range here yeah. locally. And I think a lot of pe- a lot of people were, were drinking those beers and they're like, oh yeah, it's modern times. I'd heard so much hype that. Yeah, it's a bit disappointing. I'm like, yeah, because like mm. when, when I'm looking at that list of the 60 beers that are available on tap, no. you, all the beers that came to Australia from that 15 quarry section on the top, it's none of the stuff that's really... Yeah, like yeah. That's the stuff that, you know, maybe got them attention 10 years ago. And they're, and they're all very good core yeah. beers, but... But everyone can do it. No one... No one uh, we I, don't... That's... that's uh, man, it's a discussion that is being had, I think, by a few people around Australia now. It's like, is it... Does, the scene in Australia has gotten good enough that do we really need to be importing just core range beers from these breweries anymore? Mm. People but, are sort of paying and, a lot of money just to sort of tick a box. And I think that was always my dilemma with um, Brooklyn Brewery and what they exported because I knew that the stuff that was actually in New York was way better than the stuff that they were exporting. And it, it just kind of like, it doesn't, it doesn't display a good picture of what um, the brewery actually is. Sorry, that was a normal. Um, what else have we got, people? Um, so this guy's taste buds are screwed in the uh, other direction. Justin P at De Grazia Elementary. Not as much chili or cinnamon as I was expected. It's like, damn. So I want to get him with the other guy who said the beer was so chilly it had to pour half of it out. We'll set the two up together. They, they, can, they can go to a, a bar somewhere. Um, God. Um, Chris P at the original Gravity Public House. Oh shit, yeah, four point seven five. Peter R at Captain Taps. Fantastic velvety mouthfeel. Cinnamon and pepper notes are spot on, though heavy sweetness approaches cloying level. Cloying. Cloying. Well, mm. underutilized word. Four point two five. Well, I mean, I'm glad that they're bringing more like interesting words into the um, the scene here, but yeah, it seems a bit much. Got a Jeffrey C. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just packaged so many earrings with a, you know, I don't know, emoji. <laughs> this is my reward, such is life. 4.25. Um, Paul was doing the shrug emoji there. Yeah, shrug. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Jeff, I assume you haven't been packing any earrings. Uh, it's not common. No. A different no, Jeffrey it's C. Unusual. Yeah. Uh, uh, give me one more, people. If uh, you can find one. Bobby B at San Elijo Hills. 
Aroma of bourbon and spices, chocolate, cinnamon, and bourbon flavors. Getting some heat from the chilies at the end, but mild. Tasty, 4.5, and that was purchased at the Modern Times. Far West Lounge, a less interesting Modern Times name. Okay. Yeah, the, uh, the, the, they definitely failed on the naming for that one. So, with all of this, what do we think? This is a 4.75 from me. Wow. This is, yeah, wow. this is a Braxis level. It's, yeah, maybe. I mean, obviously I'm influenced a bit by the fact that they are all my favourite flavours. This is almost my favourite kind of beer, a Mexican barrel-aged stout. But it, it does everything that it should do. It's, yeah, the, the heat's there. It's not overpowering. The chocolate, it's all just very well balanced. It's delicious. It's a fantastic beer. Um, I'll go four and a half. I just, yep, yeah, I don't, I obviously really like it too. I just don't, don't think it's quite 4.75. I just can't quite put my finger on it. Um, yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I, I love it. I think it's, it's a 4.5 all the way for me, but I can't give you 4.75. I mean, I don't know what I can give 4.75 to, but it's just, it's still an awesome beer, but 4.5. Um, there's just it's just a perfect combination of flavors. So four point five, I think. So let's move on. Let's have one last beer. And we are back, and we're onto our last beer. But before we do, Paul, you wanted to say something. Yes, before I forget, again, um, Highland Park Brewery. That is another venue that I visited. Another um, venue by chance. It was sort of um, so. Highland Park is a suburb of Los Angeles but they have their main brewery there and then they have a second uh, brewery or just brew pub kind of near Dodger Stadium so I was there just before a Dodgers game um, really cool atmosphere though little outdoor section but um, fantastic beers really again another one where I again found out the rules about beers that'd be a called a Nipah called Pillow Fight which really good Nipah <laughs> that's actually a really good name for a Nipah yeah and I really want, and I hadn't tried it, but I looked at it, it was rating really highly and untapped. I was like, well, there are three of us here. I want to bring one can back to Australia. Haha, perfect, right? I'll buy four cans. Yeah, Problem solved. Problem yeah. solved. They're like, oh no, you can only drink the beers on draft in the venue. Oh, for crying So you have to buy, you have to buy, that's like, so I still would have had to have bought the four pack and taken it away. I was like, <laughs> oh. and the guy, the guy's like, look, it's, yeah, it's, it's our license. I'm, it's stupid that you can't drink the exact same beer. <laughs> so, uh, so I got very close and we would have been drinking one of those right now, but... Um, God damn it. Alas, no. So, yes, I went to finish the day at Sunset Beer and realised I had more space in my luggage than I realised, so quickly ran around buying beers that um, rated at least some decency on Untapped, and uh, this is one of them. So this is the Lost Uncle Imperial Stout. Uh, it's... From, from Dos, Dust Bowl Brewing Company, established Dust Bowl, two bowls. Dust Bowl. <laughs> Dust Bowl. Um, and it's made with berries, cacao nibs, vanilla beans, and coffee. It's a 9.8% ABV. Um, is there anything more it can tell me here? Um, so I've on tap tells us anything. I don't think it does. Oh, uh, Dust Bowl has on their little insignia thing, a uh, great beer born of hard times. Uh, from Turlock in California. Turlock. Um, 
Has everyone had their sips? Yes. Um, yes. What are our first impressions? Berries. You don't need mm. to read berries to mm. realise this has berries mm. in it. Yeah, very, very berry. Um, very good. Bit of the bit of coffee, not really getting the cacao and the vanilla off it. No. Personally. It's not very well balanced. No, be- berries kind of take over. No, but it's called a pastry stout, which, you know. Pastry stout? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, speaking of pastry, we'll yeah, we have something to talk about at the end of this episode. Yeah, yeah. We, should, we should talk you... about, now we have a flavour profile example. <laughs> yes. <laughs> talk about this one. We had no answers that time. Um, if you make it to the end of the episode, we have um, an exciting thing to announce. Back to you guys. Um, what are people saying? What are people saying? People are saying... People are saying... Da, 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 da. Uh, uh, Joel R at Mark's Donut and Yogurt is saying, Tio, three stars. Um, not very helpful. Someone really liked it. It's good. Seems like he bought it. good. Oh, no, he's, he's got a sheet of uh, flavour profiles. <laughs> I was like, is that a case? No, it's, that's, a, that's a sheet. Uh, Kurt G at Silver Lake. Nice berry and coffee on the nose. Smooth. 3.75 out of 5. Wait, wait, hold, hold a second. Can anyone actually smell the coffee here? Um, I say that is... Um, no, I would say um, that, to be fair, with, um, when it comes to coffee, you have to drink that very much at the start or else the coffee mm. goes. Mm. That was like when I had the um, the Revolution, Death, Death Star. Oh, yes. And then the Cafe Death Star that our friend who will be listening to this episode, um, if I don't get a Facebook me- message from him, that he acknowledges that he um, was mentioned, then I'll know that's how I know if he's listened or not. But um, no, he bought back the uh, Death Star and the Cafe Death Star and was like, oh, cool, beers to age. And on the Death Star, it's like, yep, you know, you can age this one. I think it says up to four years on the can, which I really like that they put the but, recommended aging on the can. By the way, we are saying de- Death Star as in so, yeah, Star so, Wars. So, so Death's Tar. Oh, so it's, yeah, uh, the, uh, Death Star, yeah. Death Star, yeah. Then they have the, yeah, the, the Cafe Death. Mm. To, to avoid the whole um, yeah. Disney Lucasfilm. D-E-T-H. So, yeah, so Cafe Death on the can actually says, um, yeah, do not age this, drink it now. Mm. We're serious, drink this now. <laughs> Something along those lines because, yeah, I mean, it's, mm. it's mm. got freshly brewed coffee and it's, mm. they are going to, those notes, coffee notes are going to disappear very quickly. So even a beer like this, I mean, it's... Several months down yeah. the track, the coffee's gone. It's true. Berries remain, though. Berries um, definitely remain. Uh, what else have we got, people? Um, da, da, da. ENT at Taps and Cans. Best DVBC to date. Cold, deep, deep tart cherry, raspberry, sweet cacao with a finishing cold brew. 9.8% ABV. 4.25. Yeah, so it's been finished with cold brew. I mean, I know when I brew cold brew, mm. you pretty much have to drink that within two days fresh or mm. else it mm. starts, it loses potency very quickly. Uh, Joanne at the All In Needs Social Club. Absolutely delicious. The berry notes push this one into orbit. Wow. Five out of five. It's fighting mm. words. Yeah, yeah. Lots of hyperbole there. All right. Okay, here what we else got? Jack the Ripper, but with a Y. And like a skull and crossbones at the start of his name and then a like coffin at the end of his name. Um, black, mild roasty coffee nose, hint sweet, seriously roasty coffee, nuanced cocoa, hint nutty, 
w slash slow grow bitterness all linger on light feel that's all one word i have no idea what just happened there any word that ends in o is missing a w and and light is spelled incorrectly he had this at the brewery though um (laughs) 4.5 i don't know what just happened there uh, Leanne F, mm, the berry notes are strong and delicious, not too sweet, not boozy at all. 4.5 out of 5. Mm-hmm. All right, give me one more, people. One more. Okay. Jason H, doesn't say where he is. Oh, no, at the, purchased it at the brewery. Sweet coffee is the main flavor with a cherry note in the background, 3.75. So now I'm really interested to have tried this when the coffee was... Had prominence. Like real, yeah. I feel like it would have been a different beer. But I, I, I'm very cu- curious about that as well. Because right now it is, um, there's a lot of berries going on there. But berries are 100% the dominant flavor here. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So and you can tell it's winter. Uh, so I guess it's a big question. What do we actually think about this beer? Um, I'm going to get 4.7, uh, 3.75. God, I thought you were, no. I, I was very worried for a second there. 4. All 7. beers are 4.75. The new, the new Christoph scale. <laughs> yeah. Like born again Christian, sort yeah. of like. I had an epiphany, I had an epiphany in Switzerland. <laughs> All beers shall be 4.75. Um, no, 3.75, like it's, yeah, definitely. And kind of like the, uh. That IPA that we had um, the um, two episodes ago, it's yeah, not not definitely would a notch above would drink again. It's it's a nice beer, and it's complex. I just don't feel that it's as balanced as it could be, and perhaps that's because the coffee is gone over time. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah, it's tasty, but there's better stouts, but it's certainly better than average. Yeah, I agree. Three point seven five. I find the yeah, the mouth the mouth feel is too thin for me for an imperial stout. It's like it's got enough body to it. Um, that's hundred percent. Compared, can you drink that with the modern times right next to yeah. it? Yeah, like the modern times is thick and yeah, yeah. I think this imperial. I, I know we've probably discussed it on an episode, but I'd really like to delve further just in my own time as to what denotes imperial because we've had a lot of imperial stouts the past few months that are thin Mm, mm. is that the problem with the beers or is that actually us misreading what we think an imperial stat should be you ask a very very good question surely there's not that many really good brewers getting it wrong no no yeah but they know more than us Look, you wouldn't you wouldn't think so. However, the, I think there are a lot of um, like economic factors that go into making a beer, and if the if for example they may not have made many imperial stats before, then the concept of uh, th- then the risk of making it thin is far greater. So maybe we've just had a lot of first timer. Is it just is it just the level of alcohol? I assume. I, I, I think assume it might so, just be the alcohol level. So us thinking uh, that we want something thicker is actually not not indicative of an imperial. Yeah, Jeff, what do you think? Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's probably mostly to do with the booze level. Actually, I think it's almost entirely to do with that. So, I mean, you can have quite a you could have quite a thick, um, full body, normal yeah stout. 
um, or you could have quite a thin-bodied imperial stout. And it's all pretty loose anyway, the terminology around all this sort of thing, I reckon. So, I mean, it kind of depends on what you like as well, I suppose. But yeah, I think if I want a stout, I just want something that's a bit... bit um, thick. What's funny, isn't it? Because that's why people used to... You know, you know, your sort of standard lager drinker would people that didn't like Guinness wouldn't like it because it was a it was too thick. <laughs> it was too much of a meal. It was yeah. too much pea soup. But then you're kind of like, that's actually why Guinness is good. Yeah, well, one it, of the many reasons why Guinness is good because it keeps you, it keeps you warm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, as far as like I keep using these air quotes that nobody can. Uh, nobody he can he hear. is definitely doing air quotes, people. <laughs> but I'm <laughs> normal stouts go. I mean, Guinness is. It's hard to top, actually, I think. It's it's a well-made beer. Yeah. So, okay, okay. So yeah, 3.75. 3.75. Jeff? 3.75. Agreed. Uh, I, w- I almost went 3.5 for this, but I think I'll go up to the 3.75. But I feel like I would like to, I would have liked to drink it when it was fresh. I feel like we've been drinking a whole stout, isn't it? No, no. Yeah, it's not until again those um, the cafe death. I'd never thought about it. I'd always be every stout got to age, got to age, and it's um. If any brewers are listening to this, I'd say um, which many will be actually Mm. and what actually be it wine as well. It's the same thing. I mean, I would love for more brewers, winemakers to actually put on the label. Mm. This is drink now. This is when we think you should drink it. Drink now, or we think you should. Could it's best being drunk between X and Y? X and Y. I mean, it's you guys know it's it's your beer, your wine. Let us know what when you think it's best to be drunk, because I'll, I'll I will listen. I'll be <laughs> well, I mean, one to drink now and one to age or if, whatever. If it's printed on a label, I mean, we we listen when it's the who was the one doing the um, the Sierra Nevada. Beers that were like um, I mean, stone ones. Oh, stone, stone drink by, drink by, and yeah, uh, drink yeah. after. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic, it's a clever idea. idea. So, all right, I think three point seven five all the way around. Um, this is, this is our last episode for this season. Uh, this has been our USA trip, but before we go, so we have been chatting for a while with our friends at Burnley Brewing. Uh, which is in Burnley in Melbourne. And pretty soon, probably when you hear this episode, we will have our first our first collaboration beer with them off, off fresh out of the tank. And it is a... Oh, it is a apple pie... Apple, apple pie, pie imperial, imperial stout, stout. Which, you which know... Which will be thick. Yes, because we specifically said that um, in terms of what we were hoping for. Mm. But, so... Yeah. Yeah, we've already had the initial uh, flavour tasting, spice, mm. you know, ratio meetings, and with with you know that feeling of say McDonald's apple pie. Well, it's actually beyond what we've done before. I mean, we've only ever done single beers. This is actually mm. a. Um, I won't reveal too was... much, but there um. That, that, there's there's, there's going to be more than one beer. More than one very interesting beer, all based around say. A topic. Yeah, a, a, a topic that may or not be a pastry good. Yeah, it's um, so it's keep, very exciting. It's a little bit ambitious, but um, but you know, we're those sort of idiots. Um, so keep an eye out for that. 
In the meantime, uh, we'll be back in a month or so, depending on what our schedule's like. Uh, we have been the Brunswick Beer Collective. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we've been Jeffrey Chi. Good evening. We've been Paul Christoph. See you next time. We've been Chris Shorten, and we will talk to you all next season. Thank you.